Hello, and welcome to One Good Thing. I'm Paul Salt, and I'm afraid my co-host, Paul Goodman, can't join me this week. He's been eaten by a giant, and is currently wriggling his way through his guts and limbs. Uh, luckily, before he went perambulating around giant country in his patented meat cagoule... Oh, oh, oh my god! Oh, you wouldn't believe what it was like <laughs> inside there! <laughs> no! Well, I guess we better do a proper episode then. Hello, and welcome to One Good Thing podcast that can climb anything fuck yeah i'm paul salt i'm back did you miss me everyone no because i'm a nothing hole hello <laughs> let's do some films my favorite nothing hole <laughs> yes well let's do a film then today we shall be discussing suicide squad uh warner brothers third attempt to launch the dc extended universe directed by david Ayer, director of tough movies yeah movies like harsh times wow woof End of watch. The end of the watch. TikTok. Fury. And now Suicide Squad. And that's the one that won an Oscar. Finally did it, everyone. Finally did it. Good going, team. (sighs) Critical reaction to the film was uh, pretty poor, you might be surprised to hear. What? I know, right? Michael O'Sullivan at the Washington Post said, Sadly, Suicide Squad, which you put in quotation marks, Feels like a watered-down version of what could have been a stiff drink. Michael O'Sullivan, Sullivan, famous alcoholic. <laughs> yes, we all know about his antics. <laughs> we all know. Mr. O'Sullivan. <laughs> Formerly of the Washington Post, I think you'll find. <laughs> the Vinny now Michael Sullivan, under a bridge. <laughs> Writing in coal on the undersides of the bridge. Still somehow getting to all those new releases, though. Just every week. Well... That's 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 the sort of moxie that uh, gets you big in this business. <laughs> He's like a young homeless Kermode. <laughs> He's like a Kermode. young Kermode. <laughs> <laughs> also homeless. <laughs> Formerly homeless. Mark Kermode. <laughs> um, uh, also, uh, Rene Rodriguez over at the Miami Herald. There isn't a moment of spontaneous fun or humour in this long, turgid movie. The latest letdown for DC comic fans who have been waiting for someone to pick up the baton that Christopher Nolan left behind and do this universe justice. With Suicide Squad, the long wait continues. Not a terribly long wait, though. No. Although it's pretty impressive that she managed to fit that on the underside of a bridge. Yeah. I like this famous, this this new um, Blade Runner-esque world where all of our uh, <laughs> film critics are drunken homeless. All film critics are gnarled fucking... <laughs> survivors of some apocalyptic <laughs> event of film criticism and they're having to rough it on the streets <laughs> the rest of the world's pretty pristine but it's uh, for film critics something went quite wrong <laughs> oh no so yes the movie has 20 percent on rotten tomatoes 40 percent on metacritic and was the 10th highest grossing film of 2016 so yes. paul you unimaginable ancient evil hello hi what is something about this movie that made you laugh Oh, God. Uh, I mean, what didn't make me laugh? You know, the beginning of the movie. Oh, what? The the, the before the watchy parts? 
you know, it, it starts and yeah. we see we see the the prison where all these people are. Yes. And that song comes on. Yeah, one of those songs. Yeah. House of the Rising Sun. Oh, by the, the animals. By the animals. Those animals that wrote a song. Yes, the animals that wrote a song. Um, there is a house in New Orleans, they call it the Rising Sun. It's been the poor ruin of many, many a poor boy. Poor boy. Poor boy, I know I want. Yes. Poor I know I want. Poor. And it's like, oh, I like this because I didn't know what this was about. <laughs> and now I have a better idea. It's a prison movie. It's a prison movie about a bunch of bloody animals. Yeah, you know. I wonder I wonder if they could like at some point just make an entire movie where almost all of the narrative lifting and character development is done by really awkwardly placing in pop songs. In the next scene is uh Margot Margot Robbie as yep. Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn. And uh the song that plays then Uh You Don't Know Me that song? You don't know me. Is that then? Ah. It's the one that goes like that. Don't <laughs> tell me what to do. It is that oh, song. Fuck. And she's hanging oh, okay. from ropes that she's improbably hung from the ceiling. Wait a minute. Oh, wait, 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 this wait. This pertains what? to the character. Wait, no, because, no, 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 no. Because the, the, the policeman comes in and he yeah. says, you shouldn't do what I should. Oh, no, no, it's true. Jesus. Is exactly what I, the, the song was? It's the song. Fuck. Okay. They, they well, that's not going to happen third time in a yeah. row. That would be ridiculous. Oh. The next character introduced is Amanda Waller, played yeah. by Viola Davis. Yes. Um, she's kind of... Oh, oh, how would you describe Amanda Waller? I guess you might say that she's interested in doing a deal. Um, she's going to do deals with people and offer them things in exchange for their souls. Kind of like a, a sort of devilish style character. Mm. Um, yeah. And yet the film kind of wants you to... I, I guess feel some sort of emotion towards this particular devil, like a, like a, like an empathy for the devil. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think I see where you're going. I think, I think so, but it's I a can't. Ro- it's a Rolling Stone song. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Paint It Black. Oh. Yeah. I see. Sympathy for the Paint It Black, it goes. Yes. Dun, 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 Please dun, allow me to introduce myself. I'm a man who paints it black, right? I think that's it. Yeah, that's the song. Yeah, no, cause, yeah, and I, I got that because she <laughs> painted because because well, I mean, she is black. Yeah, and that's what David I was getting at, right? <laughs> so it seems. Yeah. I mean, to be this film has really sensitive racial um, overtones. <laughs> <laughs> Um, she, so she then comes, having had our introduction sequence in a prison, she then enters into a restaurant scene. Yes. Um, in order to casually chat about her incredibly confidential mission that she's going to murder people about later on. Yes. In a restaurant. Yes. With two guys who look remarkably similar to each other, which bent my head in ways it wasn't meant to bend. Yeah, it was Jack Johnson and John Jackson. <laughs> and, um, she's explaining to them her her plan to put all of these um these supervillains together yeah. as a crime fighting uh d- duo, six crime fighting duos in one team, <laughs> and the the argument argument being, what if Superman turned terrorist, or what if we had yeah. a new Superman and he, he was went a, terrorist, yeah, and he was an anti American yeah douchebag, yeah. And during that th- that line, teenage dirtbag plays. Teenage douchebag starts teenage, playing. Teenage American douchebag plays. Yeah, and in the, in, then in the the very next scene, well, after after that, the two yeah. the two J- John Jackson types go. Yeah. Oh, okay, we we get it now. Well, you better come with us to a, to our military headquarters so you can say the exact same thing to a room f- uh, room full of more people. Yes. Um, interrupting that smooth transition between two identical mission briefs is yeah. her telling us everything we're going to need to know about these characters. Yes. Uh, there's Will some Smith. Some more than others. Some more than others. Yep. There's Will Smith. 
Yeah, there's Will Deadshot. Who? Oh, oh Will, Will Deadshot. Will Deadsmith. He's got a lot going on. He's a hired assassin. Yes. He's got a daughter. Yeah. He doesn't like Batman. No. He's in prison. Yeah. All of that going on. About 12 minutes. Then we got Margot Robbie. Harleen. Harley Quinzel. Harleen Quinzel. Yes. Harleen Quinzel. Flawless. Yeah, it was, uh, oh, was, oh her name's oh, Harley Quinn. I get it. It's very clever. Her name was Hayley Rongan. Yeah. And she, um, she is, oh, she's only the Joker's psychiatrist. Oh. Fancy getting that gig. Oh. Bane's milkman. He manipulates her in a scene. Yeah. Um, just completely worms his way into her heart, very much like that Hannibal Lecter and Chloe Starling. Yes. You know how that happened in that one scene in Silence of the Lambs? Yes. One scene, yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that one scene. That one scene they had together. That's put through a, spe- that's forced through a spectrum. <laughs> uh, and, and it refracts into 18 separate multicolored <laughs> scenes. Yes. Um, including a strip club sequence. Yeah. A chase scene with Batman. Yeah. And a, a scene of forced feeding in a prison. So yes. Harley's got all that going on. Then there's Killer Croc. Yes. He looks and acts like a crocodile. Yeah. And then there's um then there's Diablo. Who h- controls fire. Who's incredible. Oh yeah, he has incredible footage. His visual effects are incredible. <laughs> and um then there's uh Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. There uh oh oh, by the way, we didn't mention there have been lots of good musics playing. Um, oh yeah, throughout, throughout all, of this. all of this. Oh god. I mean Will Smith had um Bald Black Guy yep. by Hanye East. Yes. <laughs> um, Margot Robbie good had stuff. Damaged. Damaged Nutbin <laughs> Lady by um, In Excess featuring, uh, um, featuring the Gruffalos. Love that remix. Yeah, that's, that was a rad sick remix, guys. Of a song by Moby. Check that out. <laughs> yeah. Diab- um, Diablo was obviously... Skrillex. Skrillex. Covering Fire himself Starter. in jam and then throwing himself <laughs> on a keyboard. <laughs> and as, oh, which is a bit of an off, bit on the nose, but, um, yeah. it's nothing compared to Captain Boomerang, um, which was Timmy Mallet. <laughs> Playing the the sounds of the outback. Having abandoned the children's presenter that Goodman wanted to say, he quickly tries to find another. <laughs> Timey, uh, nope, 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 nope. Um, yes, that's that's all the characters. That's um, all of the characters you've got to look forward to and enjoy, except a couple of others we'll mention in, later. They're, they're introduced. We then go back to another scene where um, Viola Davis... Yes. Um, oh, no, we missed one. Well, well, you know, just a side character, really hardly important. Um, you know, I mean, you've got a guy who looks like a crocodile who can bite yeah. people in half. I mean, uh-huh. that's pretty good. You've got a guy who's pretty good at shooting a gun. Yeah. Um, oh, they, they do have a woman who has the immortal, all-powerful spirit of a witch trapped inside of her. But it is our time. The sun is setting and the magic rises. I guess they have her. Who oh, can, yeah. can, like, change all matter and transport anywhere she wants at her will. Yes. They have her. Ding dong, the witch is dead. Yep, they play that. Which old witch? The 6,373-year-old <laughs> one who can control time and space like Dr. Manhattan. Which old witch? Oh, wait, she's the not The 6,373-year-old <laughs> witch who can control time and space. Ding dong, the witch. Oh, she's not dead. Oh, uh, she's coming for us. Well, okay. better get the fucking mun- munchkins in then. <laughs> Make me sick. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, yeah, she is trapped inside the body of a doctor who is also in love with not Tom Hardy, who is yes. played by... Joel Cinnamon. Joel Cinnamon. Also Kinnaman. <laughs> also Kinnaman. The twins, they yeah. play... <laughs> They're unusual twins, you have the, both the same first name. The Korean, I think. <laughs> they have the same first name, different surnames. Well, it was like Army Hammer and Army Hammer, who were yeah. in the social network. Army Hammer and Barmy Hammer. Wait. <laughs> they were the same person! 
<laughs> no! So, yeah, so then we have this next, the ne- the second briefing where she convinces yes. a bigger room full of men. Yes, um, using the, 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 the Scarlet, the not Scarlet, the darkest than Scarlet, the Maroon Witch. Yes. She uses her to sort of convince them, hey, I've got a witch. Yes. <laughs> you should probably <laughs> use that in some way. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. They're, they're not very impressed by the fact that it's just magic. Yeah, like, um, just a magic trick. It's just, it's just, it's just the the ancient magic of a six thousand three hundred seventy three year old witch who can control time and space. <laughs> tell me more about this. Host. Tell me more about this Captain Boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> he says, stroking a thumb <laughs> along the uh, the two dimensional picture of uh, Jai Courtney. The two dimensional one, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Paul. It's not magic like the Enchantress. <laughs> What 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 happens is after Viola Davis has convinced all of these men that this is the right thing to do, yeah. they then go to they they visit the prison where we yeah. have what would serve what would serve as a perfectly good opening sequence where yes. they're walking through the prison. We're introduced to the characters again, yeah. Um, and the the song "Hey, it's all good to see you all again, guys for real" by Prodigy featuring Neil Diamond, yes, Voice Box, which was also a beautiful collaboration between Eastern Roast uh, Eastern Roast Coast, um, <laughs> yeah. Rappers. <laughs> they came together and saying, why can't we be friends, the old guys? E- <laughs> Come on, get in here. <laughs> the West Coast, unfortunately, didn't attend and shot at everyone no, who was there. They all sent- the Roast Coast and all the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> they set an angry crab in place of them. They then go to um, Joel Cinnamon Bond and um, yeah. the Dr. Moon, who is not the Enchantress at this time. Yes. Um she then turns into the Enchantress. <laughs> now she's the Enchantress at this <laughs> time. <laughs> goes over to Viola Davis's office just to yeah. have a snoop around, I think, or maybe to get her heart back. Yeah. When she notices her brother is also interred there. Yeah. He's in a similar sort of spirit, needs to possess someone sort of yeah. situation. She um quite effectively and creepily sort of takes over a guy who's just checking himself out in the mirror. Yeah. So how's the man? As he deserved. Yep. Well, yeah. 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 He he was due that hubris, yeah. I think. Um, she, uh, she shoves his, uh, her brother's, um, soul up him. Yep. Um, and he becomes- <laughs> Right up him. Right up him. Right up in his business. <laughs> and he becomes an evil, evil man. The, the city immediately, very quickly gets evacuated yeah. so that we don't have to have issues around civilian deaths like we had in the previous two films. Yes. Waller starts to assemble her team. So, Viola Davis, who yeah. has now created a bit of a Pandora's box situation <laughs> by assembling the supervillains. A to... Pandora's box if Pandora had made the box. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, I said sort of Pandora's box. It's very loose. Look, I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't have, She's... I don't have all the time in the world to like just dwell, dwell under a bridge and think of <laughs> fancy, uh, metaphors. Unlike Joan Morkenstern. Yeah. <laughs> Fucker. And, uh, Trampio Sullivan over Trampio there Sullivan. with his ideas, as he's known, his words and his alcohol. Yeah, um, but but so then she sends these supervillains who have kind of been the cause of the thing to go wrong in the first place to yeah. go out and settle the thing that went wrong in the first place. Yes. So we go back to the prison so they can all be wheeled out. Yep, introduced again. Yep. Um, we have a whole new bunch of songs. Yep. Uh, we have another level singing, I want to get freaky with all of you in the same room so I can inject you with explosive devices. <laughs> yep, which is, ironically enough, what happens in the movie. Yeah. So, so, yeah, they get wheeled out. They, they have, um. A tooling up montage? Yeah, a tooling up montage. Um, they then sort of are dropped via helicopter, dropped quite literally into the abandoned city. Yeah. And the mission is find the incredibly important target, the one person in this city you can't kill, uh, cause everyone else is a zombie now. Yeah. Um, and that's, and we'll take 10 years off your prison sentence. Yeah. That's the, that's the, the premise there. And at 48 minutes in, <laughs> Our heroes 
talk to each other. Oh, um, there was also Slipknot who can climb anything. Oh, Slipknot was introduced. He yeah. can climb anything. Yeah. It turns out that the, the, the target is Viola Davis. Yeah. Um, After, well, there's a long sequence of lots of shootouts and lots of scheming that doesn't amount to anything. Mm-hmm. And more flashbacks to Harley Quinn's time with the Joker. Yes. Ooh. Oh, Slipknot climbs something. Oh. And he dies. Yeah. But they he blow, did climb blow. it really well. He, he really did. <laughs> he climbed out of the park, guys. Oh, um, God. And then they just blew his fucking head up. Yep. Um, Turns out Viola Davis was the head, was the target. They yeah. um they get her. They try to evac her, but it turns out yeah. the evac's been commandeered by the Joker. You yeah. remember him from earlier and all yeah. the setups. Um, Har- Harley and Quinzel tries to escape and she gets knocked out of the helicopter when they when they do a rocket on it. Yep, someone does a rocket on it. The, uh, she, yeah. So she lands perfectly fine and re- yeah. re- reconvenes with the group. Yeah. Meanwhile, Viola Davis is extracted and her helicopter gets shot down yeah. as well because apparently nobody's learning not to use helicopters in this fucking movie. <laughs> no. Um, she gets captured by the uh, Maroon Witch. Yeah. There's a bar scene. Where everybody bonds over how yeah. shit this mission went. Yeah, they all they all bond about the things that they have emotions for. They finally get Diablo to share his story. Oh, finally, he, re- he opens he re- up, reveals that um, the one reason that he never used his powers until about five minutes before yeah. that scene is because um, he's responsible for the death of his wife and kids. And everybody goes, "Oh, you fucking monster! How could you? Yeah. Oh Christ! You better not use those powers, you oh, fucking killer. I'm oh. gonna be sick. Never say that again to anyone. I'm just gonna hand you your drink. Try not to." Kill Kill me. <laughs> Jesus, kid killer. killer. Joel Cinnamon comes in. Yep. And that's all fine as well now. Boomerang runs away. Yeah, boom, Boomerang runs away. Next, then, then they all go off to save the world. Boomerang comes back. Yep. And as he is wont to do. Yes. And they all convene on, converge, convene, whatever the yep. fuck, on the, um, oh, Joker might be dead. They convene on the, um, <laughs> on the base yep. where the laser is shooting up into the sky because Clara Devonin is gonna destroy the world. Yep. She's the Moon Witch, by the way. Um, yep. they, uh, fight her for a really long time. Yeah, do you remember that brother that there was? There was like a brother? Um, Diablo kills himself in order to stop him. Oh yeah, okay, because, yeah. um, because the rest of the team are like a family to him now. They're like a family? Uh, after shaming him for, for <laughs> murdering his family. I mean, to be fair, if someone in your family murdered their entire family. Yeah. You should probably, like, reprimand them a little. You'd take a step back and yeah. reassess, wouldn't you? <laughs> the flaming godchild. Now, nobody's here to point fingers. No. But you really are a monster. <laughs> Diablo. the worst. Jesus, I say. Um, meanwhile, uh, Harley Quinn pulls out um, uh, somebody's heart. I assume the right yeah. person's heart. <laughs> Chloe Devonine's heart. He pulls it, she pulls out her heart. Her heart and throws it at Chloe Devonine. And she's like, ugh! And then she trips and falls. Yeah. Um, luckily, um, Joel Cinnamon is there to inform us that this now means that they can end this. Yeah. Um, which they do yeah. reluctantly. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> Wilson Smith summons up the courage to just shoot her. Yeah, it, it's implied that she dies, but then the professor comes back because why not? Yeah, happy ending. Ghostbusters. Uh, they all go back to prison. Um, Will Smith yeah. now can visit his daughter and explain to her how to kill people, yeah. which is lovely. Uh, Harley Quinn can... She gets an espresso machine yep, and she's she allowed to read and... Um, have pink slippers. Yeah, that's lovely. Um, Killer Croc gets a TV um, and yep. a music channel on so he can watch hip hop Yep, all day long. Good stuff. And uh, Captain Boomerang is locked up in solitary confinement. Yeah. Um, with a guard who absolutely refuses to speak to him. And the last we see of him is him screaming his face off begging for any form of human contact. (laughs) 
brilliant. What a character. Uh, I'm from Australia. <laughs> oh, man, that's the end of the movie. Oh, no, no. Uh, the Joker comes back. He wasn't oh, yeah. dead, guys. Yeah, he wasn't dead. Of course he wasn't. No, no, no. Stop making, stop making, stop. What's in the box? What's in the box? He wasn't dead. He rescues her. Meanwhile, Waller meets with um, Ben Affleck, not Batman, Ben Affleck, <laughs> yeah. uh, in order to try and make a deal in which he could try maybe not to be Batman anymore, but mm. it doesn't work. It um, doesn't work, is it? They're in too deep. He tells her not to be back for another movie. Viola Davis seriously considers it, and it's the end. So. I mean, it was definitely ruined. Yeah. It wasn't so much a delicious cake that someone ruined by trying to turn it into a hot dog. No. So much as it was a pile of shit mm. that someone ruined... By turning it into a no longer a pile of shit. It's like you could respect it when it was a pile. Yes. Now it's lost that structural integrity and it's just some shit. We had a lot invested in this when this when we first saw the trailers for this. Yeah. We 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 saw the trailers. Yeah. Um we were our interest was peaked. Yep. Yeah, the, I guess so. There was lots of cool action and the trailers were done really well. There were you Good know editing, it was lively. well cut to to the the various you yeah. know, cool songs they had in it. And, yeah. And thought, you know, Harley Quinn looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, dead shots in it. <laughs> cool. And yeah. Slipknot can climb anything. He can climb and anything. Boy, can he? Um, Can't wait. Head or no head. <laughs> and and it was like, yeah, okay, I'm 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 up for seeing this. It looks like they're doing something different. Yes, different from Bats v Soups, which at the time we hadn't seen the extended version of, and yes. were fairly disappointed with. It doesn't look drab. I think mm. was one of the things. It looks bright and interesting. Yeah. And whilst the character design is still pretty cool. Um, yeah, the world they're in is grey, brown, yeah. crumbled building. It's just as depressing as the Zack Snyder films. Yeah, which, I mean, when you hired David Ayer... You're not going to get fucking... Um, you're not, you're not going to get the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, <laughs> are you? You, you are going to get... Fury. Grey on grey, yeah. yeah. You're going to get Fury. When Heath Ledger was given the role of the Joker, yeah. uh, Jack Nicholson allegedly warned him against taking the role. Huh. He said because you get deep when yes. you're when you're doing the Joker. Nicholson did also say that he wanted to play it again. So yes. there are, <laughs> he, had, yeah. he had his agenda, it's yeah. Nicholson. But, right, well. But yeah, Ledger went and locked himself in a hotel room, if I remember correctly, and just sort of fucking went insane. Just lost grip, really. Yeah. yeah. Um and and it feels like Jared Leto really wanted that to happen. Yes. And he went to a hotel room and locked himself in and nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> So he just watched The Dark Knight again and yeah. decided to do that, except what? he would occasionally laugh weird. Um, yeah, J- Jared Leto, and, and, and you, you know, I'm not Jared Leto. Right. I, you know, I wish I was. But if he really did lock himself in a hotel room and he, he didn't interact with any of the other, yeah. you know, um, cast members apart from sending them gifts yeah. of uh, uh, gifts, sorry, not, <laughs> not gifs. Um, gifts of gifts with the tea, yeah. <laughs> Jared Leto <laughs> gifts. It was horrendous. <laughs> From earlier films, yeah. yeah he sent um, like condoms and used condoms, and he gave Margot Robbie a live yeah. rat, and um, he which she named uh, Rat Rat. Yes, yes, she did. Um, there's some real creativity here. She should be on this podcast. <laughs> um, soiled porno mags to kill a croc, and all, yeah. all kinds of shit that they haven't told anyone about, and yeah. um, you know all of this. And you know what? If he went to a hotel room and had a real like mental breakdown, then I'm sorry that I don't I I take back what I said, and I don't want to call I don't want to like poke fun at somebody who went through that. However, I will <laughs> say his mental breakdown wasn't good enough. <laughs> 
I have d- a better just, one. It was just if he did have a genuine mental breakdown. Yeah, it really didn't translate to the screen. No, it it. it, it I mean, I he he sounded like Ledger. Oh, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm just gonna hurt you, really, really bad. Do I really look like a guy with a plan? But looked like Marilyn Manson. Yes, is the thing, and I and, and a lot of people have pointed out what of his philosophy made it into the film. Ba- really, I mean, you just get the idea that he's a bit scary and unhinged. But like, yeah. what is he? The head of an organized crime syndicate? It was organized. It was yeah. definitely organized. Yeah, uh, you, you get the idea. I think that he's meant to be a hedonist. Uh, he heads up an, a mafia, though. He's just a straight up misogynist. Yep. Is that? Um, and the, the the problem is with with Jared Leto's Leto, George Lawtor's Joker, um, whoever he Joker? is. There's just from his performance to the cinematography surrounding yeah. him whenever he's on screen, it's like yes. melting like a Guy Madden film. Yeah, and 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 the direction is all you know. The camera's shaking, and then yeah. he's 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 really he's really really giving it some for the camera. But like, I think there's always with characters like this a slight disconnect where you need to not think about the effort that went into them doing the thing that they're doing. And with Jared Leto, there's just a tremendous amount of effort that's coming off of everything. Yeah. There's a scene where he's introduced and he's just surrounded by like knives of varying sorts. Yes, and it's like he laid those out. Yeah. in universe, like he just he did that. And it's like, why should you do that? Why do you need our attention so yeah. much, Joker? Yeah. Now, we've done the opposite of what David Iyer did and right. made the Joker the main focus of our of criticism our, of yes. this film. Fair enough. Um, the character moments, I mean, yeah. what were they? They were just characters saying things. Yeah. Like, I guess we're family now. I mean, to, to be fair to David Iyer, mm. he um, has done what no other director on the OGT pod um, roster so far has done and stood by his shit. That's true. Um, so. he, you know, he's outlined everywhere that he's gone wrong with the film. Yeah. Um, uh, specifically, not making Joker the central villain um, yeah. by concentrating on the en- Enchantress and his her big CGI brother. Yep. Um, the I, th- I think the the tone, the general direction of the film, and but it kind of it's it, it made the same mistakes as earlier DCEU films of getting mired in the wrong details. Yeah. In in the wrong the wrong bits of it. Mm. Um. It's difficult to know what this film was trying to do. Yeah. Um. You can't even really look at the trailers to to get a picture of that. No. We, we were I watching mean, them earlier, and the the like the, the tone shifts between like from trailer to trailer. Yes, there was a very serious one up front, and then a yeah. very lighter, sort of brighter one yeah. by the ha- the one with the Queen song in it, which yeah. is the which is the production team. So sorry, I don't know if we got into the production just a little bit. They made the movie. Then two things happened that I think were important. Mm. The first thing is that Batman vs. Superman was a massive disappointment, critically, but also commercially. It did end up as one of the higher grossing films of the year, but the drop-off between first and second weekend was a nightmare. Mm. And they hoped this would go as far as the um, Avengers would in terms of like making a billion. It didn't. Mm. It fell very short. Yeah, It was not a good tentpole movie. They couldn't just sneak in some little quirky movies you know, in order to just, you know, build the universe. Suddenly, Suicide Squad had to be the tentpole. Yeah. It had to be the good one that would actually prop up the failing franchise. Yeah. A lot of burden on a movie that was meant to be an aside. Yes. Second thing that happened is Deadpool came out and mm. was massively critically and commercially popular. I think that's really the thing that killed it because <laughs> suddenly they were like, okay, how do we fix this movie? Everyone hates our really boring, dreary Bats v. Soups. 
everybody loves this sort of bright and quirky Deadpool. So <laughs> let's re-edit this motherfucker. Yeah, we'll, we'll get the this trailer house to release a quirkier trailer and see yeah. how people react. People reacted well, brilliant. Get them to re-edit the movie, yeah. and then we'll splice it together with a version edited by Aya, and put out mm. a third version which is neither of those things. Mm. Yeah, just a, a <laughs> chaos, and the editing is a nightmare. Yeah, I mean there was some baffling decisions made in terms of the way it wants to convey information to you it's just all over the shop yeah original intentions i don't know if we'll ever know it doesn't feel like there's enough meat here to have constituted an original vision like fantastic four you can see what the original movie was Mm. even if you don't like it and then the third act is just a mangled mess this whole thing is a chaotic i'd I'd have loved to have seen a david Iyer version of this that where where he just I mean, I would have to assume that his version of it was going to be the darker, grittier, yeah. more emotionally uh, taxing <laughs> yeah. version um, that you know we got from the first trailer. Which, yeah. um, having watched that again, or having watched that back again today, mm. um, I mean, even I thought, oh, maybe, maybe the movie is awesome. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's better than I remember. Maybe it is a great movie after all, guys. <laughs> but, but, um, but it wasn't. And, and, and yeah, like one of the things is just the, the jokes just fell so, so flat. Oh God. Every single time. It's like Ant-Man all over again. <laughs> but there, there were one or two bits that yeah. I think just came from the natural charm and talent of, of, of the actors. And-, uh, and what I really hate is audience surrogacy. I've hated this since I was a kid. And it's the idea of, um, a character will say what the audience was thinking. And it okay. happens a couple of times here. Um, there's a bit where, um, Oh, when um, Deadshot sort of doesn't shoot, um, mm. <laughs> there's a bit where she's being he's being asked to shoot um, Harvey Quinn. Yeah. He doesn't shoot her. And uh, Jay Courtney says, nice one, mate. Yeah. And it's clear that we're meant to think, yeah, what a good guy. Yeah. I'm like, ah, fuck off. I mean, the, the, the expectations were really high for this. Yeah. They're gone now. This doesn't yeah. need to prop up the DCEU anymore. It didn't. It failed. That mission is gone. Yeah. Wonder Woman has happened. Yeah. It's a fantastic movie. So, and yet I was more irritated by it this time because last time it was like, oh Christ, why can't these people get on the right page? Yeah. Now I'm very worried in the same way that they didn't have time to react to their failures. Like they didn't have time to, Mm. they're making these movies so fast. They didn't have time to react to uh, Bats v. Soups' disappointment appropriately. They're not going to have enough time to respond to Wonder Woman's success. And what my worry is, is that people are going to look back and that Suicide Squad, Bats v. Suits, Man, v- Man of Steel is going to be the way forward because Justice League looks terrible. Yeah, and I mean, that was in production way before Wonder way before Woman Wonder came Wonder out. Woman. So you there's know. no time. The reason that I really was annoyed by this is that I'm worried that the little tendrils of the insidious badness of the DCEU, because there are recurring themes, largely as a result of Zack Snyder being the sort of visionary creator of this, uh-huh. of this universe. He's no Kevin, you know, Feige. There are a couple of things that seep into this movie which I'm worried are going to be in Justice League and all the movies going forward. Um, one of them is terrible CGI-filled yeah. action sequences that you can't relate to. Second thing, gritty, urban, messy, dark aesthetic. Yeah. Third and most insidious thing, and this is really important, in Zack Snyder films, being a hero, doing the good thing, doing the right thing, it's a joyless burden. Yes. It's something you have to do. You're not going to have fun doing it, but you have to do it. And that joylessness. I mean, Wonder Woman saves a whole bunch of people and looks like she's fucking thrilled to have done it. Yeah. She's happy about it. It's her honor to do it. So here in Suicide Squad, 
we have a bunch of people who want to look out for themselves, they want to do their own thing, and they yeah. want to have fun doing it, gradually and begrudgingly realizing that they have to also help people. Yeah. And we don't get to see the people they've helped or get a sort of visceral, sort of emotional, you know, a little kid comes up to dead, dead shot and it's like, thank you, or, or something. And he's like, and he sees his daughter in her face, something. Yeah. And it's just not fun. That, that Queen trailer yeah. made this movie look fun. Yeah. Like Deadpool. And yeah. it's not. Yes. Nor is it really carrying enough substance to make it as a sort of dry superhero film. So let's put this in a wider context just for a minute. This movie came in the middle of a very disappointing summer blockbuster season last yeah. year. Um, but in the interest of continuing our ongoing mission uh, to assert that movies are no worse than they ever were, really, when you get down to it, I decided to have a quick look back and see what the situation was like 20 years earlier in 1996. Okay. Funnily enough, the highest grossing movie of that year came out right around this date. Quite crucially, it had to come around around this date. Oh, that would be um, Independence Day. ID4, which stands for Independence Day 4. I haven't seen the other three. <laughs> no, um, they were set the 1st, 2nd and 3rd of July. <laughs> nothing happened. And there was no one around. <laughs> no aliens. Everyone's so. at work. <laughs> There's a lot of similarities between ID4 <laughs> and um, Suicide Squad. There's a lot of characters. Mm -hmm. uh, most of them redundant. Some of them government types. Yeah. A lot of uh, sort of racial cliches. Mm -hmm. uh, Will Smith is in it. Yeah. The main female character is a stripper for for no obvious reason. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto's in it for no obvious reason. I don't know if you remember, Jared Leto played, uh, you remember the alien that came out and um, Will Smith like uh, punches him in the face yeah. and it's like, welcome to the wild, wild west. <laughs> that, that, was, that was Jared Leto. Ah, yes. Yeah. And then Kenneth Branagh comes out and <laughs> yeah. he's... He's like a, a crime-fighting psychic. Okay. <laughs> we sure got him, Will Smith. Thanks, Kenny. Shut up, Kenny. <laughs> Shut up, Kenny. And crucial, uh, crucially, I think the difference is that in Independence Day, the drama comes from a laser being shot down at the Earth, whereas mm. in Suicide Squad, it's a laser that's shooting up away from the Earth. <laughs> oh, of course. That's 20 yes. years of progress right there. So, as someone who's... You, you're, uh, what's your feeling on Independence Day? I've forgotten. Um, I'm positive about Independence okay, cool. Day. So how do you feel we can contrast the, the two against each other to get a view of how the industry has changed over 20 years of Will Smith and summer blockbusters? Because ID4 was a big deal. Mm. It was a big well, game changer for blockbusters. Well, I mean, I mean, you, you could call ID4 pro-world, isn't it? Yeah. It's pro-people, pro-earth. It's on all big on different Earth. people. Yeah. The, the gays and the Jews. Yeah. And... The gays and the strippers and the Jews <laughs> and Je and uh, Jeff Goldblum's I mean, various Jeff Goldblum incarnations of Jeff Goldblum. I mean, and, and it kind of spoke uh, about bigger things. Even yeah. though it was very on the nose, mm. being called fucking Independence Day, <laughs> it, it, it spoke of bigger things. Yeah. It had a nobler message. Whereas this, um, it, it felt like it looked inward. It didn't, yeah. it didn't speak to any grand... There was no grand... Philosophical, metaphysical message. It, um, when when we have the characters, when we finally get to look at their deepest desires, when the Enchantress, oh yeah, um, shows them what they want, what they really, really want. Deadshot just wants to kill Batman and have a cool hat. <laughs> um, ha Harley Quinn wants to wants to be married to the Joker. No, she doesn't want to be married to the Joker. She wants to be married to Jared Leto. Yeah, she wants to be married to Jared Leto. Who, who yeah. He, it is expressly not the Joker. It's, it's Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, with cool hats. Yeah. Uh, Diablo, cool hats. Um, kill a, kill a family again. Yep. He, he wants a new, whole new family to kill. Um, <laughs> in a cool hat, and then uh, Captain Brimmer is just all hats, and there's just, there's just no. 
um like they're, they're actual the actual things they want are no better it's just it's very right. like very selfish reasons and there's no like Will Smith doesn't even want to be with his daughter who he's <laughs> currently estranged from because he's in prison yeah the only the only sort of hint we have that these characters seek some sort of philosophical redemption is that occasionally they say they do yeah exactly <laughs> um, and um I yeah i don't think the characters in id4 are that much more fleshed out what they are is that they're disparate enough and they're authentic yeah. enough and well played enough mm. that it feels like this is a world that yeah. eric is building this is a world that has a white house staff yeah. that has genius television repairmen yeah. you know that has will smith in it if you can imagine such a world um <laughs> no <laughs> never yeah, ID4 does use its characters in that way, whereas yeah. Suicide Squad just feels very small. There's there's no one there to be worried about. There's no one for them to be saving. Yeah. And once they save Amanda Waller, which turns out to be the whole reason they were there, it's like, okay, what next? And yeah. they feel aimless, we feel aimless. It's like, oh, well, I guess we've got to go have a big CGI fight scene then. Why? What's your investment? What do <laughs> yeah. you get out of it? What do we get out of it as an yeah. audience? <laughs> there were some some things that I got out of the, the film. Mar- Margot Robbie's performance, I, I, sure. I, I, I really liked. So I think there's a lot. Some of the actors just had that natural charm to them. Huh? What was that? I should kill everyone and escape. Sorry. The voices. <laughs> there were there are a couple of you know a couple of moments that made me genuinely laugh and yeah. there are like flashes of a film that it, it, it could have been at times like and you know the, the makeup and stuff like that probably did deserve the oscar it was um, good makeup yeah it was it was it was pretty good and a lot of effort went into making the joke look ridiculous <laughs> absolutely um, it's there's, just there's... every every good thing i can think to say about it is in some way compromised like i yeah. liked Vi- viola davis's performance yeah as the hard nut you know yeah. sort of badass but she does it in fences with a good script and it's great yes, yes. here she has ridiculous ridiculous lines yeah they're just uh, full of portent and you know um uh, sort of self-righteousness but it's just uh, just absurd (laughs) go get it girl like i would say it's mainly boring yeah there's some very unusual and like laughably bad editing decisions but for the vast majority of this movie it's characters that you don't know much about and aren't that interested in slowly walking around a ruined bleak city sometimes fighting things mostly just walking and occasionally talking to each other like, do you think we can get out of here? Oh, I don't know. Let's just see how this plays out. That conversation <laughs> happens about 50 times. Yeah. I don't know. It's just a messy film that isn't fun or particularly interesting. Yeah. Unfortunately. No. Sorry, we're meant to swing that round. Um, yeah. Um, shall we get to some of the things that made this sure. a little bit more worthwhile? The scene where... Okay, yes. Batman is in this movie. Yes. It's quite fun to see Batman be Batman. Yeah. Just going around, uh, I mean, most of what he does is just him showing up at a place, punching someone and sending them to jail. Yeah. But the underwater rescue of Harley Quinn after she crashes her car with yeah. Joker in it. Um, so after Joker crashes his car with yeah. her in yeah. it, his rescue of her was neat. Yeah. And even though she was a villain, he had to save her. Yeah. Even giving her mouth to mouth, which yeah. she then sort of slimily turns into a kiss because yeah. she's, she's kind of scummy and she wants to pervert his good act. Yeah. Is the, um, is the thing. So yeah, good character moments all yeah. around. Um, when Deadshot's daughter steps in front of Batman to stop his, to stop her dad from shooting him. Yeah. There's an, there's an emotional moment there. And if, if only there was more of his daughter because she could have been the emotional heart of the movie. She could have been. I thought you were going to say if only, if it weren't for me quietly saying in the background, I'm Batman. 
<laughs> and Batman. Because he was just in the background yeah. being Batman yeah. while she was giving this speech about, you can't kill him, Daddy. You can't. He's, he's you know, you, you'll lose yourself yeah. and you can't. I'm Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. Well, I'm Batman. um, we all know he's Batman and that's what makes him so great. So, uh, well, what matters is he knows he's Batman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there were a couple of cool witch moments for me. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she had a couple of cool bits and, and the bit I liked most, I mean, there's some ridiculous bits, particularly near the end. And I think there's already footage of her without the special effects of Clara Devaney just sort of contorting and yes. twisting around okay. on set and it's fairly amusing. There's a couple of cool witch moments. The moment yep. where she first transforms into the witch. Yep. Um, the Enchantress. Her hand is out, and suddenly these black fingers sort of appear in between her fingers and clasp her hand and twist the hand over, mm. and then it's the witch's hand, which is really neat. I don't yeah. know how that looked to people, because we only saw a close-up on the hands. I don't know how it looked to people watching the whole thing. Like, did yeah. her face come around in the same way and sort of twist her face off, or who's it, to say? But... Blink and you miss it, I imagine. Blink and you miss it. Ah! You look at the hand... <laughs> and suddenly witch suddenly witch yeah um when deadshot realizes that the gun um is mm. actually the gun at the start is loaded yeah he he sniffs the chamber oh yeah um like oh that's the good stuff <laughs> and that was a really cool moment that was like oh fuck a character's into really into something <laughs> he cares um, about a thing yeah wow wow yeah good good character moment there <laughs> um i did like the first half of the bar scene before um diablo tells his story yeah. uh the first half of the bar scene involves um them uh, her just asking everyone what they want to drink yeah. and pouring it for everyone. And there's little backs and forths that aren't exposition. Yeah. That aren't, you know, setting things up. That's just a conversation between these characters and you get like a insight into how they might work together. I still yeah. don't get any vibe that they actually enjoy each other's company, but no, they tolerate it. And there's some nice moments. Yeah. Just before Deadshot goes to shoot the bomb that is thrown at the Enchantress by Killer Croc. <sighs> Fuck this film. The Enchantress, Enchantress puts um, in Will Smith's mind mm. his daughter, who pleads with him not to shoot her. Like there are there are other ways to do it. Don't shoot, you know. Don't fire the gun again. Yeah. Um, and as he sort of realizes what's going on, and he builds himself up to actually pulling the trigger, there's a close up, and it's very nicely framed. A close up of his face, slow motion, breaking from this like um, yeah. puzzled, bemused look to this angry one and he's psyching himself up and he just very slowly opens his mouth into a scream much yeah. like um when the, morpheus is breaking is. out yeah, of the, i was waiting for you to say that the, that's exactly what yeah, i thought of that, that yeah <laughs> that this the handcuffs he's breaking the handcuffs his mouth goes to an enormous yeah. crazy size <laughs> and then um yeah he and then keanu reeves yeah <laughs> <laughs> yum 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 luckiest man on earth <laughs> full old morpheus and yeah it's 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 very nicely shot um like in the, the greatest like the better Zack snyder moments when he gets everything right it, yeah. looked, it looked like that and um lovely yeah let's talk about captain boomerang yeah um finally so he was uh, jay courtney's an actor i've never really liked her very much but he does a good job here yeah played the self-styled bogan um, villain pretty well. Yeah, he, he was wasn't particularly funny, but um, That's the his, his, fault. yeah, his 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 lines were delivered well. Yeah, um, he had one where, um, in one of the extra scenes, I think they were added to the extended edition that we saw for some reason. Lucky us. Um, yeah, when um Harley Quinn's going around just teasing people, he he, I, I think he's talking to Diablo or something, and he just goes, "Leave it, mate. She's a rabbit hole. Don't fall in." And it's <laughs> it's like that's a fucking cool line, and. <laughs> 
and yeah, there are a bits like he has a good look about him. There's just something really yeah. grimy. He looks like he's stepped out of fury. <laughs> um, he looks like he spent a week in a tank with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> um, you know that look, which maybe Di- David I did recommend that. <laughs> maybe, like he's still in the tank. If you yeah. want to go, if any of <laughs> yeah. you want to go spend some time with Shia LaBeouf, he's in that tank over there. It's his latest art project. <laughs> Sit in a tank with Shia LaBeouf. It's absolutely free. Nobody's done it financially. <laughs> yeah, Captain Boomerang's entrance. I yeah. think is is worth mentioning. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. When everyone else is being wheeled on or, yeah. you know, we've had 15 minutes of introduction from them already. Yes. When everyone's sort of getting ready in in this little courtyard and getting tooled up, he is just fucking dragged off of a helicopter in a burlap sack. Yes. 12 thrown... pounds of shit and a 10 pound bag or something that's, like that. That's the one. And he struggles with the bag, sort of gets it open eventually from the zip. And he... in one long shot, yeah. <laughs> with no t- cutaways or anything like that, one long shot, he, he emerges from the bag gets to his feet and punches someone. Yeah. Like, without even really looking around to see who to punch, he just <laughs> yeah. gets to the first person and just punches them. Yeah. And it's really funny. It's one long lurch. Yeah. Like, like impending vomit <laughs> out of this bag, <laughs> fist first into this unsuspecting guard. And it's a, that's probably the great, the greatest comedy moment of the, of the film. I think so. It's excellent physical comedy. Yeah. Which I is mean- also missing from this film. <laughs> one last thing to say about it is, I don't think the extended cut saved this one. No, it's we 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 did this for you guys. Yeah, uh, we'll always do it if possible. But uh, on this <laughs> one, you can take it from us. Yeah, it's an OGT pod guarantee. If, uh, don't bother. If you're interested in it for whatever reason, yeah, check out the theatrical version. It's it may seem like a jumbled mess, but I trust uh, trust us. It's mm. not any less jumbled in the extended version, and it just adds some extra scenes of walking. Yeah, not walking, some... walking. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And some talking. And some talking. Not some Tolkien. No walking or Tolkien. (laughs) Just walking and talking. (laughs) Now. And some Torvan and Dean. Okay, so let's get on to the one better thing. The one better thing. So concentrating on the group dynamic uh, this time around, um, I would recommend uh, the series Firefly and then eventually the film Serenity. A uh, group of outlaws following a civil war of sorts go go about their western sort of setting um, as as outlaws. Uh, they're led by Nathan Fillion. Um, really great cast. Really cool group dynamic. It's a sh- it's a show and a film with a clear plan of what it's wanted to do. It sets out to do it and it does it, um, even though it was cancelled. <laughs> and and they they you know t- tied up perfectly in a film. Um. A fairly interesting film to watch is um, some of David Ayer's other work. Um, you've got Fury, yeah. a very grisly, kind of grim uh, war movie, which yeah. um, had its moments. There were some really uncomfortable moments in there, and you do get the impression these are four unlikable guys yeah. who have been sort of driven to the edge and broken apart. It's interesting, the dynamic. It's a, it's in no way compromised, I mm. feel. It's absolutely what Ayer set out to do. Yeah. Same for End of Watch, which is a found footage cop movie, hmm. a bit rare in that regards, with great performances from um, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Michael Pena, uh, yeah. Anna Kendrick. Yeah, really good people in that. And I think keep an eye out for his new film, Bright, hmm. which sounds really interesting. Comes out later this year. Yeah, set in a world where mystical creatures live side by side with humans. A human cop is forced to work with an orc to find a weapon everyone is prepared to kill for. Super. That's a really neat idea. Like, what would happen if Tolkien's Middle Earth lasted another 2,000 years and now suddenly we have, like, 70s New York, but with orcs and yeah. elves wandering around? 
Cool. I like I like where David I is going then. Yeah. Are, are, are we done? Because that was I... the one better thing. The one better thing. Excellent. Because I'm so hot. I think I'm starting to hallucinate. <laughs> you um, never did get out of the giant stomach. No, it was all a dream. Like fucking north. <laughs> Fuck you, north. This was better than north, everyone. Suicide Squad. It's better than better north. Than north. <laughs> Rat. That was the one good thing about Suicide Squad. Um, if you want to catch up with us, please do so. Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, Twitter, Facebook, and also uh, YouTube. We are very Ooh. slowly getting all of our um, um, episodes onto YouTube. Yep. Um, the only problem is I'm very lazy, and Paul is actually a completely computer illiterate. Yeah, I've no idea what one of those is, no. the thing that you just said. Yeah, so- on on top of that, um, we were recently on uh, appeared on Shut Up and Take My Podcast, um, which uh, is a bunch of cool guys from Adelaide who uh, have a weekly podcast discussing the episodes of Futurama from um, ep- season one, episode one to its eventual uh, cessation. Yep. Um, we discussed the episode War is the H Word. Um, I had a lot of fun doing it. So if you do want to um, give that a listen, that is Shut Up and Take My Podcast. Yep. Uh, as ever, you can get in touch with us um, at ogtpod at gmail.com. And uh, that's all the things, I think. Excellent. Fantastic. Yeah. I've sweated my <laughs> fucking bones out. <laughs> sweated myself out of myself. Yeah. Now only the sweat remains. I'm Paul Salt. I'm Paul Goodman. And remember, the one good thing about Suicide Squad is when Captain Boomerang, lovable guy with his lager, is locked in solitary confinement and is begging for help begging for help.